1: My commandments and keeps them is he that loves me he said in 1510 if you keep my commandments you will abide in my love and in 1514 he said you are my friends if you do what I command you so basically John now is repeating the words of Jesus Christ he's repeating those words and he's telling us that in keeping Jesus's commandments is proof of our love for him
0: and our knowing him. Jesus showed perfect love for you by dying on a cross for your sins so you can be free from them once and for all. Today, as you look at that sacrifice with Pastor Dave, he's going to encourage you to show other people around you love that's unconditional, just like the love Jesus showed you before when you didn't deserve it. Now, here's Pastor Dave in the book of 1 John Chapter 2 as he begins his message, Know That You Know.
1: 1 John, chapter 2, verses 3 through 6. I'll read aloud if you would like to read along silently, please. Now by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. And by this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk as he walked. So how many have ever seen the TV show you think you're smarter than a fifth grader? Yeah. So I have a little quiz for you today. I have a quiz for you today to see just how much you know. You can write them down if you'd like, or you can just think about them in your head as I ask these questions. But I'm going to ask you to please keep the answers to yourself right now. All right? Question number one. How long did the Hundred Years' War last? (laughs) Question number two. Which country makes Panama hats? (laughs) Number three. Which animal do we get cat gut from? Number four, in what month do the Russians celebrate the October Revolution? Number five, what is a camel's hairbrush made of? Number six, the Canary Islands in the Pacific are named after what animal? Number seven, what is the color of a purple finch? And number six, where are Chinese gooseberries from? Let's see how well you did. Let's see your answers. How long did the 100 years war last? No, it lasted 116 years from 1337 to 1453. What country makes Panamanian hats? Now you're afraid to answer, aren't you? No, Ecuador. Where does cat gut come from? No, sheep and horses. What Month do the Russians celebrate October Revolution? November. Because it was 13 days behind our calendar. What is a camel's hairbrush made out of? No, oh, squirrel. What animal are the Canary Islands named after? No. The Latin name is Insulera Canaria, Island of the Dogs. All right, here's the tough one. What color is the purple finch? No, he's crimson. And finally, where do Chinese gooseberries come from? New Zealand. <laughs> Next thing I'm going to ask is who's buried in Grad's tomb? Come on. All right, how did you do? You probably realize that sometimes you think you know something. In fact, you really don't know it. So what seems to be true isn't necessarily true. You know, there's an old Arab proverb, and it goes like this, quote, There are four kinds of people, three of which are to be avoided, and the fourth cultivated. The first person is those who don't know that they don't know. These are the scariest people, the ones who don't know that they don't know. Secondly, there are those who know that they don't know. So there's ones who think they know, but they don't. Then there's those who know that they don't know. Now, it's a sad state, but at least they're teachable. Then there are those that know they also don't know. They have knowledge, but they don't realize it, so they don't do anything. And finally, there are those who know that they know. Those who know that they know. And these are the experts. These are the true experts who are there to help in a time of need. So the question is, which one are you? Where do you fit in those four categories? Do you think you know, but you don't? Do you know that you don't? Don't know that you know? Or do you know that you know? Well, in our verses this morning... John's going to tell us that we can know that we know. And it's very, very important. We can be sure we can be confident that we know Jesus Christ, that we are in him abiding in him. John wants us to know this. It's extremely important and I believe it's important for us to know as well. I believe it's extremely important for us that we know him. See, how do we get to this point? How do we get to this point? And how do we become true experts? How can we become helpful in time of need? And how do we develop such knowledge and confidence in the Lord? This is what the Apostle John wants to show us. This is what the Apostle John wants to show us. He wants to show us what the real life is. And that's what he's been talking about. The real life. A true life. A life that he experienced with the other disciples. John tells us that we can experience this true life. This true life can be ours through Jesus Christ. How? When you know that you know. When you experience the real life, a life filled with honesty, a life filled with truth, a life filled with integrity, a life filled with joy and peace and all the fruit of the Spirit that God has given us, that God wants us to have. And this is what the Apostle John now wants his readers and wants us to know as well today a life that we can experience, a life that is real. Not only does he want us to experience this life, but he wants us to share this life one to another in fellowship. And then he wants to take this wonderful life that we've been given, this real life, and share it to others outside. He wants us to share this life. I had a friend of mine who was a chaplain of for Campus Crusade. Remember Campus Crusade for Christ, Bill Bright? Well, he was in Europe, and we corresponded by letter. And he would always end his letter in something that I found fascinating, and I liked it. He would end his letter with the comment, you know, usually you say, yours truly or sincerely. His would always say, until they know. I like that. I like that. What a concept. Until they know. See, this is our purpose. This is the purpose that we now have from the great commission that was given to us by Jesus Christ himself. From the authority that he has given us to go forth and make disciples. Go forth baptizing in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. Go forth sharing the love of Christ. We want all to know We want all to experience the forgiveness of sins that we've experienced. We want all to know that that anvil that's sitting on your head can be lifted. You can get rid of that burden that's on your back. You can get rid of the guilt, the condemnation. You can get rid of all that. This is what John wants us to know today. And it's extremely important. All of this, all of this was purchased by our beloved Savior Jesus Christ on a cross. And he wants us to understand this and to know this. And he wants us to leave here today knowing that we know, that we have that knowledge. So how will they know him? They know Christ by the life you live. They know Christ by the life you show. And this is what the world needs to see today in this crazy, crazy kind. This incredible time of paranoia, this incredible time of COVID-19, this incredible time of social injustices and racial tension and all the other things that are going on, anarchy and all the stuff that's happening, people need to see Jesus Christ. And he has chosen you to be his ambassadors, to be his representatives, to go out and shine the love of Jesus Christ into their hearts. But you need to be secure in your life with Jesus Christ. You need to know that you know. What the world needs, a life that is real, a life that is based on the knowledge of Jesus Christ, a life that loves unconditionally, a life that cares for others, a life that shines forth the light in the midst of a darkness. That's what the world needs. This is the life that John experienced as he walked with Jesus Christ. This is the life that we're watching at the chosen. This is the life we're watching as these people walk with Jesus Christ They experience this life. And in order to live this life, we must be first confident that we know him. So John's going to answer the question, how do we know we know him? How do we know we know Jesus Christ? Well, you might say, well, I know him. I just know. Well, that's not an answer. That's a cop-out. How do you know? What is the evidence that you know? John's going to tell us that we can know, we can have truth, and we can be confident. You might even say to me, well, Dave." I believe in God. Well, that's great. Look what James says about that in James two nineteen. 19. You believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and they tremble. So just believing in God doesn't give you any one-upmanship. How can we be sure? How can we be sure? Which is something we all want. We all want that surety that we know. Well, let's begin in verse 3 of our study John simply says, now by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. Wow, that sounds conditional. (laughs) Wait a minute here. Whoa. By this we know we know Jesus, the him is Jesus, by the way, if we keep his commandments. Well, what did Jesus say about all this? And We just studied through the Gospel of John. We went through the Gospel of John just a little while ago. And in John 14, 15, Jesus says, If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. He said in John 14, 21, He that has my commandments and keeps them is he that loves me. He said in 15, 10, If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. And in 15, 14, he said, You are my friends if you do what I command you. So basically, John now is repeating the words of Jesus Christ. He's repeating those words and he's telling us that in keeping Jesus's commandments is proof of our love for him and our knowing him. And as I wrote this, you have to remember my mind, okay? You have to remember my mind, you know. Somebody once said the mind is a terrible thing. And you know, sometimes my mind is, you know, so As I wrote this, knowing him, a song from 1958 came to my mind. It was a song by the teddy bears. Anybody remember it? To know, know, know him is to love, love, love. Yeah, right. And I do. Thank you. Yeah, right. You remember it? See that? You remember it? You guys are showing your age. <laughs> so what's that song? Why did I think of that song? To know, know, know him is to love, love, love him. And I applied it to Jesus Christ. The more I experienced Jesus Christ in my life, the more I love him. And the more I love him, the more I want to know him better. And the more I know him better, the more I'm going to show him to other people. And that's what happens. And that's what Jesus is saying. To know me is to love me. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. The knowledge that John is speaking about here, although it is the word gnosko in the Greek, it's experiential knowledge. It means knowledge by experience, not head knowledge. Thank the Lord, because there nothing up here. It's not head knowledge. It's not intellectual knowledge. Right. It's heartfelt knowledge. It's knowledge that has dropped from here to here. It's experience because I've experienced this knowledge. I understand it. Listen to what the absolute original text says. Quote, hereby, we are continually getting to know by experience that which we have experienced and still do experience. I can't. Hereby, we are continually getting to know by experience that we have experience and still do experience. In other words, one commentator said this, this knowledge is not based on merely intellectual knowledge, but upon practical knowledge obtained by spiritual perception through personal experiences. And that's what we're watching on The Chosen. We're watching as these people interact with Jesus And their lives are changed. We saw the difference in Mary Magdalene. From the first episode when she had seven demons in her. When Jesus came to her and told her she was redeemed. That I've called you by name. And uses that beautiful scripture from Isaiah 49. And look at her in the second episode. A completely different person. And when she looked at Nicodemus she goes, I used to be this way and now I'm not. This is what the de- experienced Jesus Christ. And that experience carried over into our life. And this is what John is talking about. These personal experiences. And John even opened up his epistle this way. That which was from the beginning, that which we've heard, that which we've seen, that's what we looked upon, our hands have handled concerning the word of life. The life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that the eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us, that which we've seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. This is experience. This is what he's talking about. He's talking about experience, experiential. That experience, knowledge from being with Jesus. One of Mark and I's favorite verses is in Acts, when Peter and John are at the Sanhedrin, and they've been called on the carpet by the Sanhedrin, and they couldn't understand what was different about these people. And then they realize, wait a minute, these are uneducated. These are untrained men, but they had been with Jesus. Think about that. That was the difference in their lives. They had been with Jesus. John is saying that if you know him, you're going to obey his commandments and that will be the proof that you've been with Jesus, that you have him in your life. How do we experience this? Well, John tells us we experience this when we walk in the light as he is in the light. In other words, walking on a consistent basis, having fellowship with him, experiencing his forgiveness, experiencing his love, experiencing his grace and mercy, experiencing his tenderness as he works in our lives through the Holy Spirit while we fellowship one to another. That's what John is saying here. That's what Dave experienced. And as we continue to watch the chosen, you're going to see this more and more as they fellowship more and more together. And you're going to see their lives change. When we experience his love, When those arms of love are wrapped around us and they pull us close to him and we keep his commandments, we have proof that we truly know him. And more importantly, that we are known by him. That we are known by him. So I guess the next question that we would progress would be, well, what are the commandments of Jesus? Did you know that in scriptures there's no less than 46 commandments given by Jesus? There's no less than 46 commandments given in the Gospels by Jesus Christ. But then he narrows them down to two. He basically narrows them all down to two, and you know what they are. He told the disciples to love the Lord their God with all their hearts, with all their minds, and with all their strength, and to love their neighbors as themselves. These two fulfill all the law and the prophets. These fulfill everything. But he changed it a little bit, didn't he? He did change it a little bit. Remember when we studied John? When we studied John 13 at the supper? John 13, 34 and 35. He says, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you love one another. By this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. He changed it, didn't he? Jesus taught the disciples many things during those three years, during the time they had together. But this new commandment was the final thing he said before he was crucified. He knew what would take to impact the world in which they were going in. He knew it wouldn't be their speaking. He knew it wouldn't be their good looks. It wouldn't be their abilities. It wouldn't be the workings of signs and wonders. And it wouldn't be their courage. He knew that the world would be drawn to his message when they saw his followers continuing in love that's what draws people to jesus christ when they see others walking in his love notice what jesus didn't say they'll know you by the way you argue with one another they'll know you by the division that's caused by these little mediocrity things that you bring up these minor problems that you like to create they'll know you by that unfortunately that's how the world looks at us that's how the world looks at christians If you ever want to notice how the world looks at Christians, watch any sitcom, any show on TV. And if there's a Christian involved, usually he's a wacko, a weird, weird person way out there. You never see a true Christian presented on TV. At least I haven't. They're always far out there, way out. This is what the world sees, not someone who loves one another. They don't see that. It's interesting, I read this from a commentator, quote, In giving the new commandment, Jesus laid the foundation for the formation of a group of people unique in human history. Jesus created a group identified by one thing, love. Other groups may identify themselves by skin color, Uniform, shared interest, adherence to a code of behavior, alma etc. But the church is unique. For the first and only time in history, Jesus created a group whose identifying factor is love. Followers of Christ are recognized for their love to one another, unquote. New commandment I give to you, that you love one another. This is what we need. This is all we need. As we watch the chosen, we're going to see that the disciples didn't start loving each other from the beginning. Where do you see the way they treat Matthew? They didn't love each other from the beginning. These guys were a bunch of misfits. They all had their own problems up to the hill. These were unlikely guys who were going to change the world. Some of them knew each other. Some of them were related. Some of them were strangers. They were all rough around the edges. They were all sinful, selfish, just like everybody else. But after spending three years following this man, whom they called teacher, whom they called rabbi, they experienced the love of Jesus Christ that no one had ever experienced before. They experienced a different kind of love. And they came to the realization that this was not just a man, but that this was God, God in the flesh, God incarnate. And they came to realize that as they experienced his love, how did they do that? Christ modeled love for them. Christ modeled love. He demonstrated compassion. He demonstrated tenderness that God has for mankind. But this was a God that looked nothing like the Pharisees said God looked like. I mean, you look at these things. You look at how compassionate he was. One of the most compassionate scenes in all the Bible for me is the woman with the issue of blood. The woman with the issue of blood who knew if I just touched the hem of his robe, I would be healed. So she fights her way through the crowd. And she grabs his robe and turns around. He says, who touched me? And the disciple says, what do you mean who touched you? There's people everywhere who didn't touch you. He said, no, virtue went out of me. He looks down and sees this poor woman sitting there. And she must have been frightened. All oh, get out. And he looks at her. He says, daughter, how tender, how pure, daughter. You are a sure hope.
0: Our time with you has come to an end today on A Sure Hope. But in our next edition, Pastor Dave Shank will continue teaching through the book of 1 John. In the meantime, you can listen to more teachings from this series online at assurehoperadio.com. You can also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Just search for Assure Hope and see the latest editions as soon as they're posted. If you're enjoying these teachings and would like to get more involved with the church behind this ministry, we'd love to meet you at Calvary Chapel, Cape May, for a time of worship and Bible study. We meet weekly on Sundays at 8.30 and 10.30 a.m. Feel free to give us a call for more information. Our number is 609-884-5821. Again, that's 609-884-5821. Otherwise, you can visit assurehoperadio.com for directions and more information. Perhaps you prefer email. If so, go ahead and email us with any questions at info at capewatchradio.com. You might be interested in knowing that for those who aren't able to come in person, we're streaming our services on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Just look for a link on our website at com. Thanks for listening to today's message in the book of First John. We look forward to the next time as Pastor Dave will share more things that God has put on his heart from this New Testament letter. But until then, we encourage you to read through the Bible on your own and be reminded of God and that He is a sure hope.